The following is a Westminster Seminary, California morning devotion given by a guest speaker. The statements, views, and opinions presented in this message are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Westminster Seminary, California. For more information about Westminster Seminary, California, visit us online at wscal.edu or call 888-480-8474. That's online, wscal.edu or call 888-480-8474. 8474. Gracious Heavenly Father, we are thankful for such a wonderful psalm that we can sing out that says so clearly that your salvation all the nations would see displayed. We pray for that. And as we open your word this morning, give us insight and guidance by your spirit to understand what you have revealed to us through the calling of Abraham that you might be glorified in our lives as we follow. Thank you, O Lord, for your grace and your help and your wonderful word that gives life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. I'm reading this morning from Genesis uh, chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12. I have no idea if uh, anyone has covered the call of of Abram yet, um, but if if you have, well, you're going to hear it a second time. So Genesis chapter 12, I will um, read the first nine verses. Now the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram went, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. And Abram took Sarai's wife and Lot his brother's son, and all their possessions that they had gathered, and the people that they had acquired in Haran. And they set out to go to the land of Canaan. When they came to the land of Canaan, Abram passed through the land to the place at Shechem, to the oak of Morah. And at that time the Canaanites were in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring I will give this land. So he built there an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. From there, he moved on to the hill country at the east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. And there he built an altar to the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. And Abram journeyed on, still going toward the Negev. And we'll stop the reading of God's word there. Well, it's good to to lead you this morning in chapel. I remember uh, sitting here so many uh, years ago and thinking to myself, uh, this is uh, amazing that I'm here, that the Lord had brought me here to study at this wonderful place and learn from these wonderful uh, men that God had set apart uh, to train me uh, for the gospel ministry. But I thought to myself, in some ways, this is, this is crazy that I'm here. I have no money. Uh, I have really no idea what my future is. I have no direction right now. We came down here uh, and my wife had, had no job. I had really no way of making it. Um, I thought about this great call to the ministry. I was excited about it, but uh, was I really certain that the Lord indeed was calling me to the ministry? I had all these questions, and I had no idea about the future, and I realized along the way I could really mess this up. There's a lot of things I could do to, um, to wreck this. And I thought today I might encourage you just for a few moments about uh, with the call of, of Abram here. It's such a wonderful section of Scripture uh, there's so much here and obviously much more than I can address in the short time that I have 
uh, with you. But a few things that I'd like you to note and think about that might encourage you, especially as you're coming to the end of a semester and maybe find yourself with the same sort of questions and struggle about your future. Where will the Lord have you? How will he provide for you? Where is he sending you? Um, you'll notice here in this text, as we open it up, that Abraham, Abram, uh, if you back up a little bit, and you'll see a whole uh, section there of Terah's descendants, was one of three sons born to Terah in the land of Ur. As we come to chapter 12, this great and grand call is given uh, from the Lord to Abraham, Abram to leave his land. You'll notice that. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. This was a great call that the Lord had placed on Abram's life. What's amazing about it is it just sort of as the text presents it to us, comes out of the blue, doesn't it? It's it's sort of a shocking call as we have it recorded. There's really no get-to-know party here. There's nothing that says that they had some kind of intimate relationship before this, and Abraham had a great knowledge of the Lord. It just is a call that comes, isn't it? You drop everything, and I want you to come. I want you to leave your land. I want you to leave your family. And I want you to come to this country that I have for you. Um, The remarkable thing is, is, is I, I believe... He didn't know the Lord at this point. Who was this? Terah was a moon god worshiper, his, his dad. Abraham was thoroughly a Gentile. He worshiped the moon god. This was Abram's life uh, on the other side of the river that the Lord would remind the Israelites about later when he called them out of Egypt. Remember what you used to be through Father Abraham. God gives this really strong command here to him. You are to leave and come to me. And notice the two aspects of the the call there. Um, They've done major uh, archaeological excavations there of the land of Ur. And that was one luxurious place to live. Um, The rivers there provided a huge source of of life for them. And you had all sorts of uh, abundance and trees and fruits and everything you could imagine for the luxurious life in the land of Ur. They have um, dug out a queen in Abram's time that was buried, and she was wrapped in pure gold. All sorts of vessels in silver. And, and, and notice this here, that this call comes and says, I want you, Abram, to separate from it all. And I want you to come to me. You leave your father and your mother and your brothers and your sisters, and you come. I want complete separation from your past. If you're looking at it from Abram's perspective, none of the conditions, of course, are right. Uh, You leave a land of prosperity where your parents are and your father is and your mother, and you're calling me now into something that, really, what is my future? Is it certain? There's no economic certainties for me. And the call comes. Leave it all. Leave it all and come. To an unknown God to an unknown land with an unseen future. This is the heart of it. Uh, The problem is, is that when you read it, it it really does seem absolutely unreasonable. Who couldn't read this and think this is the most unreasonable call that has ever been given in the Scriptures? You leave and you come. Who would do that? You begin to think about this. It's kind of similar. It sounds a lot like our Lord. When He was walking on the earth, would give these great radical calls to come. And 
then would come all the excuses, remember? Um, they would make excuses not to come and uh, to avoid coming at all costs. I think this is um, uh, a bit like what we've experienced a little bit in life, if you think about it. Think about the course of your life. If you have been uh, blessed to be reared in a Christian faith, in the Christian home, uh, you, you may have um, uh, been baptized as an infant. And when did you ever ask for that? You didn't put up your hand and say, I want it. Um, did you know God when he put his mark on you? Did you have any understanding of who he was and, and, and who, was, who was laying a claim to your life? You, you had no clue when God did that. And we grow up telling our, our children and we teach our children, you always um, are to teach them that they belong to the Lord. It's a claim, isn't it? It's a claim on their life that the Lord has, has placed on them. And, and so we raise them and we train them in the faith to know the Lord and to learn the Lord. And every week the pastor gives the same sort of call in, 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 in your sermons. Uh, when he does his job, he's giving a gospel call and he's saying, come to the Lord, come into his kingdom, believe the gospel, receive the benefits of Christ, all of those things. Much of the time that call doesn't make a lot of sense to us. We struggle with it all. Where are we going in this call? What am I going to go do? I, 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 still, we probably struggle with having a knowledge of the Lord that is satisfying. And then what is this future that he has for us? And where is he sending us? Where is God? I don't see him. It's all the sort of same, if you think about it, in light of what Abram is here um, faced with. What am I being called to? Calvin uh, says something interesting in this uh, light that I've always found uh, fascinating. He said it this way, I command you to go forth with closed eyes until having renounced your country, you have given yourself wholly to me. What a warm statement. Renouncing yourself, you have given yourself wholly to me. So so I understand that. Close my eyes. Renounce my home, leave the U.S., and come to the Lord. That's what Abraham was receiving. Until I have wholly given myself to him. I don't even know at times who I am. That's a, that's a hard call. Think of Jesus again. If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. And that's perplexing for how many said, Lord, let me first go bury my father, then I'll come. And he responded sharply, let the dead bury their own dead. You go preach the kingdom. If that call was so easy, you wouldn't be in the ministry today studying for it. Because people don't want to come. With regard to Abram, I want to encourage you today. I I want to help you a bit. It was no better. Abram, father, great father Abram was an absolute mess. Uh, When Stephen records this later uh, in Acts chapter 7, he says, Uh, This, listen to Acts 7. Brothers and fathers, hear me. The God of glory appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia before he lived in Haran and said to him, go out from your land and from your kindred and go to the land that I will show you. Then he went out from the land of the Chaldeans and lived in Haran. And after his father died, God removed him from there into this land in which you are now Living. So, so put that together a little bit. We're reading chapter 12. God called Abram in Ur and he leaves Ur of the Chaldeans and he goes with dad and he stops in Haran. 
He just stops. That's, that's exactly what you put together. And if you look down at chapter 4, verse 12, after the call, he packs up and he goes from Haran. That was not God's in, intention. It was that Abram would leave and he would follow. And it tells us that Abraham was having a hard time here leaving. Abraham started and he stopped. So he hears the call and he takes dad and he waits till dad dies, which is ironic. Jesus said, somebody said, and let me first go bury my father. That's exactly what Abram did. He first buried his father and then he had to hear the call again to get up and come. So he's struggling with this. And you survey his life and he begins to start and to stop. And at the beginning of chapter 12 in the next section, he gets to the promised land and he turns around and he leaves the land in fear. He heads back to Egypt because he's panicked and he does the two things that are directly contrary to the promise of the Abrahamic covenant. He threw away in one swoop seed and land. He gave away his wife. He wrecked the seed. And then he left the land. So everything that God had intended, Abram already had messed up. He would do it twice, wouldn't he? Giving away his wife to another king called Abimelech. He fails to trust the Lord for protection. Even after the gracious covenant of grace is cut and it's made, chapter 16 comes where he really messes up by trying to obtain the seed himself with another woman. Not appointed by God. Um, So this is a, a remarkable whole story. He has a hard time leaving family. He has a hard time trusting in the Lord for deliverance. He's trying to take things into his own hand. He fights to go down to Egypt. And this is the whole story, if you've realized it by now, of Israel and their failure. Well, what does all of this tell you? Where's the message to us? He's hanging in the balance here from the holding on to the world. And then there's this great call from God. And I ask the question today, what won him? What won him? Well, the real picture here, and I I think that's the encouragement to you uh, in light of where you are in life and where the Lord has you, is here the comfort that is given that nothing in the Lord's sovereign purpose, in everything that he had determined in his great call for Abram, nothing could frustrate what he would do. No matter how much Abram messed it up along the way. So notice this here. God gives this call to Abram. He fails. And this is the Lord's strength that is then showed. And here's the great motivation in verse 2 that you can't miss, isn't it? And I will, Abram, make you of you a great nation. And I will bless you. And I will make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And him who dishonors you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. There are seven promises there. And you'll notice the repetition of, I will, I will, I will, I will. This is what I'm going to do before any of the messes are played out in the course of his life. (laughs) Here's where you're going. Here's where you'll end up. Here's the land I'm giving you. And here's the seed. That's the summary of those promises. Land and seed. I will make you a great nation. I will give you a seed. And in you, all the nations of the earth are going to be blessed, blessed with the gospel. My benediction, my love, I have decided to give to you, and I have decided to lavish upon you. And I will do these things. Well, Lord, 
what if I throw away my wife twice? What if I ruin the promise by trying to take the seed myself? Well, with regard to your wife, I'll go get her. With regard to the seed, even though you messed up, I'll establish him too. But your seed shall be through Isaac. Lord, I failed. I, I didn't leave all. I waited till my father died. Come to me, Abram. The call continues to come. What if I fail believing along the way and I try to take things into my own hand? I will bless you. Your name will be great. And when you mess up, I will be a God to you forever, you and your children. Meet your God of all grace. There's a reason, Paul says, and wants us to look at this before the law came. There's a reason he's telling us to study the promise, to study what could not be annulled by the giving of the law. Look at it. Look at the grace shown to this man. Look at the power. Your Shem will be great. Who's he looking at? Jesus. Jesus. Jesus is coming through your loins. This is what our Heidelberg says. And because of that, the promises of the gospel are all yes and amen. The forgiveness of sins and everlasting life is yours. The land that he's talking about here, the scriptures have told us everywhere, is heaven. Freely given to you through Jesus. You're going there. You didn't ask for it. You really didn't choose it. God laid his claim on your life, and here you are today by sovereign grace, and he's kept you for you're still sitting here. That's the goodness of our God that leads us to repentance, isn't it? We begin to say, when we understand the marvel of his love and the marvel of his favor and the marvel of his grace, how could I not follow a God who's loved me this way? How could I not get up and come? Whenever I failed, he's forgiven me. He's told me, whenever I've sinned to confess my sins and he's faithful and just, forgive me of all my sins as contaminated as I am and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And he's told me he's going to complete the work that he started. The whole life is promise-driven. The whole life is promise-stated. He was, um, here was a beautiful land of Haran. And God says, get up. I've got something way better for you. So, verse 4, Abram went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Ten years, you think about this, after all of your retirements, God called him. And then when his pilgrimage began, You'll notice verse 5, Abram took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and they all that they had gathered, and the people they had acquired in Haran, and they set out to go to Canaan. Around an 800-mile journey, he passes through all the major lands and powers of the day, and he arrives at the land. And I, I close today saying, what, has, what is God showing you? What is God encouraging you with? Exactly what Hebrews said. By faith, Abram, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was receiving as an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. By faith, he went to live in the land of promise, as in a foreign land living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same uh, promise, for 
He was looking to the city that has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. That's what his eye was on. This is what he was taught along the way. What drove him, though, were the wonderful promises of God. And that's what must drive you, too. In a similar way, this is a unique setting, for you're all studying in a certain way for some kind of work in the Lord's kingdom. And you have no idea what that's going to look like. You have no idea how that's going to go. And I know, trust me, I know when you are put into this environment, every kind of fault in you is being brought out. You're seeing it. You're facing it. You're seeing things and learning things about yourself you never knew. That's, that's what happens during this time. That's part of the training. It's part of the calling. But keep your eye on what is in front of you. Abram went believing and trusting. All of the goodness of God is not dependent upon Abram's faithfulness. It's dependent upon the seed who is promised to him, who is Jesus. And so wherever he has you and wherever he sends you and wherever you're going, you can be sure he has a claim on your life. Ultimately, that claim is taking you to heaven. But for now, there's a place on earth where he's sending you that you might be a blessing to fulfill this promise to Abraham to the nations with the gospel. That's why you're studying. Be encouraged. When you face the discouragements, remember this God who loved Abraham through all of his failures and would not let him go. He will do the same for you. That is why we call it the gospel. Let's thank him today. Gracious Heavenly Father, you are a wonderful God. Through all of the trials and tests and hardships of life, even when we are perplexed and don't understand why things happen the way that they do, we know that you are faithful. And you've put this on display throughout all the scriptures again and again to show us that all of your promises are yes and amen in Christ. So give us, O Lord, the confidence to believe them and let us realize that the same calling upon Abram's life is the calling that you have laid upon ours. Graciously given through your everlasting love, a love that cannot be broken because your promises are sure. Thank you for speaking such words to us. And thank you in this late hour of history to continue to preach, sending your servants to make known the gospel and to save, O Lord, that the promise might be fulfilled to Abram, to Abraham, that in him all the nations of the earth would be blessed through our wonderful Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. Copyright Westminster Seminary, California. 2019. All rights reserved. You are permitted to reproduce and distribute this material in any format, provided that you do not alter the wording in any way and do not charge a fee beyond the cost of reproduction. For web posting, a link to this document on our website is preferred.